Hey, I'm Shalom. And I'm Courtney. We're the Happy Hipsters. And, and this, this is, is Almost Nerdy. We love superheroes. We love sci-fi. We love fantasy. We love everything nerdy. And we are going to spoil this movie. Make sure you have already watched it. Okay, okay, okay. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Almost Nerdy. I'm Shalom. And I'm Courtney. We're the Happy Hipsters, and we are doing Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Into the Spider-Verse. And uh, we are very excited uh, because we are kind of doing a new thing in the next, I don't know, how many weeks is Ten this? weeks. Ten weeks. And we are doing all kinds of movies, fun times. I kind of miss this variety yeah. side of our podcast. And there's so many good sci-fi fantasy movies out there that don't necessarily need a series. Yes. Or it's just a standalone film, so there's mm-hmm. no way we could do a series with mm-hmm. it. So I am definitely excited to hit up some of these guys. Yes. We're starting with Spider-Verse because I just love this movie. <laughs> yeah. I I yep. can't even with it. It's just yeah. so beautiful. Yeah. Very well done. Very well done. And, and we watched it... A lot of times, actually. The first time I, I hated it. Um, I still don't know why. I love the graphics. I love the graphics. Immediately fell in love with the graphics. But the story felt weird to me, to be honest with you. I don't know if I was still in, you know, the the whole Marvel cinematic universe. Mm. And I was kind of like, you know, Endgame hadn't even come out yet. And I feel like maybe I was a little twisted somewhere in there i don't know mm. but the second time i watched it I was, I was cool with it i was cool you know i was cool with fisk you know <laughs> running on top of you know a train vanessa. like that was cool <laughs> vanessa vanessa <laughs> <laughs> you know vanessa. so so i i struggled with the storyline the first time mm. second time around i was like you know what what am i what am i talking about this is wrong this is mm. like wrong like what i'm thinking i it's actually a good movie yeah you know and miles is funny what would you give it? One out of ten. I, I would give it an eight. Only an eight. I mm-hmm. give it a ten. This a movie 10? is wow. like phenomenal. I mm. can watch this a million times, mm. and I think it not just that, but I think it broke barriers in several ways in mm. animation, in the way that they talk about superheroes, mm. in the way that the storytelling was done. Yeah. The animation itself, I think, broke barriers. Yeah. I just think that they did things that were completely new and different and creative. Yeah. And they deserve the awards that they won for it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, they deserved it. They deserved it. Just explaining a little bit about my rating, I think that I, as a concept, very well done, very well. Like, I love the shot when he jumps off the side of the skyscraper and oh, he's like, it's, it. it's upside down, but it's right side up. Yeah. You know, it's kind of weird, but it's so good. I, I, I fell in love with that. That was really good. But at the same time, I, like like I said, the second time around, I was like, oh, this is a good storyline. But I wouldn't say this is like a 10 out of 10 storyline for me. Mm. That's just okay. how I felt about it. Yeah. Mm. 
Before we dive in too far, I'm going to give a two-sentence summary mm. in case you've seen the movie but you haven't seen it recently. Mm. So this really isn't helpful, to be completely honest, because I only have two sentences to summarize this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to try my best. Mm. Here we go. Kingpin will do anything to get Vanessa back, including colliding dimensions. He would never guess that the same situation would bring together a group of spider people who would help Miles find the spark within to be the next Spider-Man. Wow. Ta-da! Ta-da! <laughs> da da I thought that was good. It's I a hard movie. There's a it's lot of character development going on. There's yeah. a lot of things like that going on. Yeah. I think Fisk is a good point like a good like kind of he's the middle center. point yeah he's the center yeah. of everything mm. really because mm. he's the one who starts the situation in the first place right i definitely i definitely i like what they did with him mm. you know he's a very just the same way as like blind uh, uh daredevil that, that same like kind of fearsome yeah big yeah personality i thought they did a great job in really creating fisk there i thought that was really good mm. Mm. So I think before we like dive into the story at all, some of the things that I wanted to hit was mm-hmm. the animation because I think you can't talk about this movie without talking about the animation. Mm. And some of the things that they did here that was really interesting yeah. is they animated in twos. And so what that means is oh, like, wow. it's a little bit jumpier. So it feels mm. more cartoonish, yes. almost like you're flipping through a comic book where people are like, yeah. they're in one pose and they're in the next pose, the next pose. So that you've got that going on. They mm-hmm. also did a lot of combo of 2D and 3D animation. Wow. You especially see this later on when we are introduced to Spider-Man Noir and um, and Peter Porker. They're both 2D in wow. a 3D world. Mm. So you've got that going on. You yeah. have the shading that looks very comic book-esque. And mm. then they also, for each character, mm. they actually have like a different color palette depending on what their dimension is. Wow. Yeah. So that's why wow. you'll see like Spider-Man Noir is completely black and white. And then you've yeah. got, you have Peter, Peter Porker, who's completely saturated. He's got wow. these very saturated, bright colors. Mm. And then um, Penny Parker, she's mm. got a whole color palette that's based on like anime colors, like mm. what kind of colors they use. Oh. So I thought that that was very interesting and very clever and a clever way to show that like all these dimensions were combining. Mm. But they also said that the other part that they really wanted to do was that they wanted every frame to look like a piece of art. So no matter yeah. where you pause the movie, mm. it looks like a comic book. It looks like a piece of art. Yeah, like I actually stood up and and went right by the screen. And it's it's like these little like... They have the um, little dots for the dots, shading. Dots, like, yeah, mm. very much like almost like a paper. Yeah. You know, like almost like you're reading this comic book and it's like yeah. it's really, really well done. And also the... You know, like where in comic books and someone falls like splat. This, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. they 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 as someone like fell, the sounds kind of like came out of that moment, yeah. and you saw the words. Yeah, it was really really good. One of my favorite word moments mm. was when they it was in the very beginning after he had been bitten and he goes back to this is Miles after Miles yeah. was bitten and uh-huh. he goes back to like the train station to mm. see like where the spider was mm. and he can hear Spider-Man and um who's he fighting Green Goblin yes He's fighting Green Goblin and you hear all the noise and then it goes silent and it just says like look out in big words behind him so it's like that's yeah. the first time that you get to see like his spider sense and like yeah. what that feels like to him where yeah. it's like there's silence, you can't hear anything, but he can sense it. And yes. he knows to duck. Yes. So I think that they really did a good job there. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and listening to some of the interviews with the people who who produced it and directed it and mm. the animators, they really wanted to push these characters to yeah. a place where they've never been seen before. Mm. Fisk is supposed to be a normal person, but they gave him such a big personality, like this big giant body. Yeah. I was upset. I was upset the first time. Really? I, I, yeah. I like, love that. I was upset because I do you remember me going like, how is it running on top of a train? <laughs> you should not be on top of a train running. <laughs> you know, He's a super I, I was, yeah, because because I, I think for me, like I just I like I said, my mind has is so has been like in in, in the MCU MCU, but not just that, but in MCU slash you know the the series. Oh, with, the Netflix one with mm-hmm. you know Daredevil yeah. and. And so for me, Fisk is a normal person. He's this really smart gangster type yeah. of personality, but he's human, you know. Yeah. So seeing Fisk doing what he was doing, he killed the, you know, he killed Peter Parker with one blow. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Peter Parker was pretty beat by that time, but I like, killed him with one blow. And so for me, there's things that I kind of like. I struggled with that. I really struggled with it. So so it. it I came around the second time. I was like, okay, perspective. And I, I, I'm always the perspective guy. I'm always like, when people complain about a movie, you know, either I'll join them because truly it was a terrible movie. Or sometimes I try and challenge people's perspectives as to what were you expecting when you went to watch mm. it. And I think it was really cool to find myself in a position where I did not like it, but then had to rethink it. You know, because I realized, okay, my perspectives have been a little twisted because of everything else that's going on. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, I also think that they decided to take these characters to complete extremes, mm-hmm. almost. And they wanted to show, like, hey, this is a different dimension. This is yeah. different than what you've yeah. seen before. Mm-hmm. This is different. So yes. I think that's why they did make Fisk as large as he was. That's mm-hmm. why they gender-swapped Doc Ock. That's mm-hmm. why oh, good, yeah. Green Goblin is like literally a huge goblin. You know, yeah. like <laughs> yeah. he's not a person. He's mm-hmm. like a huge thing. Yeah. Even Prowler, I think with what they did with him is they almost made him he almost kind of looked like a low budget superhero type yeah. of thing, which yeah. fit the type of character who he was. Mm-hmm. Like where he is this villain, but he's Mm. You know, he's more low budget. Yeah, like, I, I think it fits knowing that Uncle Aaron, spoiler. Yeah. Um, spoiler. <laughs> he, you, there's that cool, like, back vibe that, I mean, he, he scares me. That sound that he makes. Yeah. That sound is, is I think that's the, it's to me, to be honest, like, I was more affected by the sound than, he, like, his motions and his like men- menace, I was about to menace. I don't know if that's a word. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, I was like, menace, what's that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he to me is not that as menacing, you know. What scares me is like the sound plus the movements, mm. which are not that crazy, create this kind of like really f- scary kind of vibe, which I think many victims would be frozen by, yeah, you know, yeah. Okay, so who was your favorite spider person? Ooh, uh, I like Gwen. Yeah. I like Gwen. It's it's hard not to like her. It's She's really amazing. hard. They made I, her I so like, lovable. I like Miles when he comes into himself. I think Miles mm-hmm. is cool. I, li- I like, you know, you know, like, what's up, danger? Like, that mm-hmm. was a cool, that was a cool scene. It was, like, mm-hmm. very much like, he's a cool kid. He's cool, yeah. you know? And I like when he comes into his own, I like that. I like that mm-hmm. whole vibe that he has. Gwen is really cool the whole time. Mm-hmm. Very, like, 
you know, BA. Like you can tell she's BA, yeah. she's smart. Mm-hmm. You know, and I thought that was that was really that was really awesome, like the way they presented her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Gwen is probably the one who's like the in her prime. I would say she's in her prime. I would say Penny Parker is probably in her prime. Uh-huh. Peter B. Parker's clearly past his prime. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Porker is like a cartoon. Yeah, and right. then you have Spider Man Noir who's He's funny. He's, you know what I mean? Like, he's a funny character. It was a nice surprise for me because I love Nicolas Cage. Oh, my gosh. And so I was like, I know that guy. And I think that they really let him go. Like, they really let Nicolas Cage, like, go all out with that character. I think that they wanted they wanted that character to be ironic. Mm-hmm. And that was actually this was something that I was going to say before I say my favorite character. Yeah. I really liked the way that they were like... Okay, one last time. Yeah. And they would give, like, these quick stories. Yeah. And even when we see the original Peter Parker, mm-hmm. not Peter B. Parker, but the original one, where uh-huh. they reference everything that we've already seen in movies. Yes. I really liked that because I think when you were creating a character who, A, mm. we already have Spider-Man with Tom Holland right mm. now. Yeah. And in the past, even just 10 years, how many versions of Spider-Man have we had? Three, I think? Mm-hmm. Three, four? Mm-hmm. A lot of people resonate with Spider-Man, and I think yes. a lot of people love Spider-Man. I think he's one of the most relatable superheroes, first of all, mm. which is why I think so many people love him, and there's so many renditions of him. Mm-hmm. And I think that they wanted to reference that and be like, hey, you're going to get something mm. different from Miles. Mm. But we're still going to reference all these people and all mm. these like versions. Yes, yes. So that you can fall in love with Miles. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but I, like I really that. liked all the all of the um, introductions of people. I like mm-hmm. when he's like, mm-hmm. I like punching Nazis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. I think Gwen mm. is my favorite. I was really happy with just how they made her. Yes. Because she's not perfect. You know, mm. they didn't put this little perfect button nose on her. her mm. She's got a gap in her teeth. Mm-hmm. She like in the beginning, like she has a cute haircut and ends up getting shaved off. She yeah. ends up with a yeah. punk haircut, which looked awesome. I love the little punk mm. haircut, but it's like for a few scenes, she has like a weird, like razor thing going on <laughs> right. in her hair. And I really like that. They didn't just make her like perfect per se. Mm. They made her very relatable, which I think is mm. the essence of Spider-Man. Is yeah. They are a very relatable character. Mm. And I love that she was just, like, super powerful, super smart. Yeah. I I really liked Gwen. I think yeah. she was my favorite. So I, I find it interesting that many people find Spider-Man relatable. I, I've never found him as, like... Like, I, I like Spider-Man, but I've never been like, wow, I really relate to this character. Well, I mean, he's a kid, you know? Who's reading comic books the most? I think kids are reading them, mm. teenagers. And it's so you like, mean like more he's kids? Doing home, like, like he's like doing that, homework. Yeah. He's, yeah. Like, he's friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, he's kind of like more low-key, but he's also like a bigger superhero at the same mm. time. Mm. Wow. Wow. Because I, yeah, I think I, I, I resonate with Captain America the most, probably. <laughs> um, even though I'm nothing close to that. <laughs> but but I, I just... I just like him, like it's the, that vibe. But mm. Spider Man, I think I liked Spider Man when when he, it first came out with with um, Harry Ma- um, Maguire. Oh, Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire. Harry, Harry Maguire. We've been watching Harry Potter, listening to <laughs> Harry Potter, and watching it. But Toby Maguire was my introduction to mm. to to Spider Man, yeah. and I liked it. I liked it, but I, was, I wasn't like, oh my gosh, this is like 
I'm so in love. I'm, I'm a big fan of this. Definitely, Tom Holland is my favorite. You know, yeah. like um, he really action movie. Uh, Spider-Man mm-hmm. but I love what they did with this one I like I like Miles a lot I like the yeah. Dare to the Grain uh, Gwen definitely is my favorite and I hope she gets her own movie at some point yeah mm. I think the hard thing about Miles is like he really doesn't come into his own as Spider-Man yes. until like probably the last 20 minutes of the movie yes. so it's almost hard to like consider him as like one of like the spider people the one thing that I like about Miles' story that I found really interesting is, like, he's such a reluctant hero. You don't mm. often get stories like that with, like, a reluctant hero. Mm. I think the mm. only other person I can think of who has, like, kind of that reluctant hero story is, like, maybe the Hulk. The Hulk. Like, he's pretty reluctant to be a hero. Mm. But mm. that's also because he turns into a rage monster and then, like, <laughs> destroys everything. So, yeah. it's like, yeah. I understand why he doesn't want to use his powers. Yeah. But... I think Miles, mm-hmm. you know, Miles is a kid. He just switched schools. He already feels like a freak. He's only mm. what? Like, he's supposed to be in middle school, so he's like 13, mm. 12, 13. He's a like, kid. He's yeah. a kid. He's like, I don't want this power and responsibility. Yeah. Like, this is crazy. I just, yeah. like, I'm trying to go to school <laughs> and not be the awkward kid. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So mm. I think that that was, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. What did you think about Peter Porker? I like to to be honest. I liked it. I liked it. You know, I talked about perspective, and I think I need to explain that a little bit more in terms of what my perspective became. Mm. For me, I realized you have to watch this movie like you're reading a comic book. Yeah, comic books are not the most like flowy things. You know, when you watch when you're watching an MCU movie, it has the story flows. There's the you know the 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 middle point for, uh, or rather the green pasture for our hero and the hero goes through a devastating moment or uh, rather or a life-altering moment and then there's the depressive moment and then there's the big hurrah where they come out and they fight, right? And so, but there's a flow in which those things happen. Like, there's almost like when you're watching a movie, you expect the conversations to happen a certain way. There are certain things that if they happened, you'd be like, that's weird. If, if Peter Parker showed up in, a, you know, in Endgame, right? <laughs> <laughs> you'd be like, what the heck is going on? So I think that when you're watching you know, Spider-Verse, you're reading a comic book, there's a lot of very crazy kind of unrealistic things yeah. that happen yeah. when when like things like that so expect that almost like it's not it shouldn't feel like a real thing yeah. you know but it's like yeah like it's enjoy it enjoy that kind of goofiness i think it's almost like a a comic relief to the movie yeah and so that that's that's what that's what i arrived at first time around I, I won't lie, I had a bad attitude about it. <laughs> so I was like, what the heck, you know? But when you go back in, and when I went back in, and I was like, okay, let me, I'm reading a comic book here. This mm-hmm. is what's happening, but I'm watching it. Yeah. It totally allowed me to actually enjoy those weird things mm-hmm. that the first time I was like, meh. So you didn't like, I frolic and I dance and I do this with my pants? <laughs> <laughs> He was wild. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Peter Porker the first time around, I was like, what is that? Why is that happening? <laughs> like, I don't know how I feel. That's, like, wild. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I Like, give me black and white Spider-Man. I can take that. Give me female Spider-Man. Like, I could do that. But, like, cartoon pig, I don't know. <laughs> but the one thing I have to say that I found really interesting about him 
is that he still used this like cartoony type of way of fighting, mm. but yet they made him really strong and like mm-hmm. a serious character at the same time. Like mm-hmm. he's still pulling out an oversized mallet from his suit, <laughs> but he's like defeating people. He's yeah. you know he still is dropping an anvil on people's heads, but he's still <laughs> defeating villains. Right. And I found that I really really liked that. I liked mm-hmm. that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, when you go past that, you know, that, ugh, what's this? Yeah, like that You're initial, like, like... Oh, he's actually a PA. He's actually really cool. Um, so what about Spider-Man Noir? <laughs> like I said, love, love Nick Cage. So I was like, yes! Yes. I, I like that, too. Like, it was kind of like, for me, it was like a, like a little step above cartoon Spider-Man <laughs> in, in my processing the first time. Yeah. It was like, it was like, okay, Spider-Man, like, I was like, Spider-Man Noir is weird, but... The pig one is that's 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 the problem, you know. <laughs> that's so problem. that's, <laughs> but I was okay with it. Then the second time, I was like, I embraced it. I, I thought that was really cool that they kind of took on that Sin City type of feel, mm-hmm. you know. And I thought yeah. that was that was really good. I love just like the irony that they grasp with mm. all the characters. I think that. Like, the way that they all interact, because they do have similar stories. Yes. You know, but they're all different. Yes. And when they do introduce those three characters all at once, mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that it's like, you have really upbeat Peter Porker, you have really upbeat <laughs> Penny, and then you have Spider-Man Noir in the middle, and he's like, sometimes I let matches burn down to my fingers so I can feel something. And he's like... <laughs> hard because you've got like such a contrast between these like Ugh. two super upbeat happy characters and then him in the middle mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then I just I love that he doesn't know what color is and he's like yes this is orange <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> he doesn't uh, know what it is and I like that he when he goes back he takes the Rubik's Cube yeah. with him I, I don't understand this. But. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was great. I liked him a lot. I think the one that I was most surprised by was Penny Parker. Mm. Um, I hadn't even seen her at all, ever. Mm. Yeah. As even like a rendition. So I was most surprised by her. Mm. And at first I was kind of like, oh, that's so weird. Like a psychic link with my spider and then I'm in like a robot. Mm. I was like, that's kind of weird. But I really liked her at the same time. Mm, mm. I really liked that they gave her the very classic anime poses. I really liked yes. that they... Yeah. She's this little girl, and mm. when she's in this robot, she's, like, so B.A. Like, yes. when yes. when they're fighting inside Aunt May's house, and yes. she jumps inside the robot, and then, like, the blue blade comes out, I was like, oh, she means business. Like, mm-hmm. she's gonna beat you. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I thought that was really good. Like, I, I, I have a feeling they spend a lot of time on her, mm-hmm. kind of coming up with what's the concept, what are we, yeah. how do we make her different? And I thought they did a great job. And you know, it's it's one of those things where I I love that Marvel slash Sony is like there's such a such an appreciation and just uh, like they're aggressively embracing diversity. Mm-hmm. And I th- and I think that's awesome. The fact that they're saying. Like, how do we really appropriately do this? How mm-hmm. do we, like, how do we do this well? Miles, Miles is a, what, Latina black? Mm-hmm. Kind of, like, you know, and, yeah. and it's one of those, like, it's really awesome. It's really awesome to see that they are embracing the diversity. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's definitely one of the most 
you know, amazing things about this movie is just the fact that they're taking these risks and saying, like, you know, like Doc Ock, you know, like yeah. how they change, they change it up and really creating something that everyone can celebrate and enjoy. Yes. And, and not saying that every single race is there, yeah. but to say there is that, like, openness to embracing mm-hmm. all races and all, like, and genders and, mm-hmm. and saying, hey, like, we want to embrace everyone. Well, Scorpion didn't speak English at all the entire movie. Mm-hmm. He only spoke Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. The entire movie. Yes. So I'm yes. like, I think that was a big deal. I mean, I think that the fact that Miles is bilingual was a big deal. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. we have a whole population in the U.S. who's bilingual, and mm-hmm. you don't see that represented in mm-hmm. our everyday superheroes. Yeah, a huge population. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think that that was really important to be like, this is a whole mm-hmm. group of people Yep. Who live here and they're not represented at all. Yep. Very true. Yeah, very I really like that. Yeah, very true. Um, before we talk about Miles, we didn't talk about Peter B. Parker yet. Peter B. Parker. <laughs> A little tummy. Uh, I was in my apartment getting strong. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's like eating, eating pizza. A pizza. <laughs> I, I I love that. I love that. Like it, It's very, it reminds me of, of, of Thor. Mm. You know, it reminds me of how Thor went through yes. through, through that Endgame. phase. Yeah, in Endgame, mm-hmm. and, and I think that I love I love that I love mm-hmm. how real that is. And 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 there are people who say, oh, it's you know, why do they do that? Oh, you know, and I'm like, I'm like, because it's life. It's yeah. real. It's real. Like you know, if you lose someone you love, people go through different forms of depression. Mm-hmm. But you know, a lot of people go through that phase where you kind of like don't care anymore and you kind of let yourself go and you know and you and you just become you know not not saying that you know that that look is not good because i have that look you know my little my little tum tum over here <laughs> but like like saying like yeah like you're gonna allow yourself to do things and be a, the person that you're not and and kind of lose yourself a bit and i think that's so real it's so real and it's so important for us to see that in superheroes and so I, I like how real he is. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, like, awesome on them for doing that. And, you know, having that psychic link to Endgame. That, you know, <laughs> to say, hey, like, how about we, like, get real for once? Yeah. <laughs> I think I love the part with Peter B. Parker when he's first getting introduced. And he's like, he's like mm-hmm. did you know that seahorses mate for life? <laughs> Can you imagine one seahorse seeing another seahorse and just making it work? (laughs) Uh, I loved it. And I think it really set the ground Mm. for, like, this buddy comedy between him and Miles. There's, like, there's definitely a really nice, Mm. like, buddy comedy there where... He's training in quotes, mm. Miles, but like it's really not what Miles wants. It's mm. not really what Miles needs. Yeah, but it really leads to that like mm. great. They just had great comedic chemistry together. Yes. I think, yes, and the they situations did. they are in are, are mm-hmm. really good. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite buddy comedy moment? I I like a scene when with Doc Ock. I thought that whole scene was funny. Like, with interaction, where Doc Ogg steps in, Miles is invisible, trying to figure out the password. <laughs> and like, <laughs> You don't look a day over 35. <laughs> right. And I, I like that. I like, I like that whole interaction. But I wouldn't say I have a favorite. I feel like he's, he's just a funny guy in general. Mm-hmm. And also, I like the scene where they're in the restaurant 
and they're having burgers. <laughs> He's having burgers. And that was the first you told me about the sea sign. Yeah. In and the I didn't I didn't know about that. I didn't know that like they actually grade a restaurant. Yeah. And and then he's like, Oh, it's, you know, in my in my universe this got demolished for some reason. <laughs> and the, in the background you can see the food grading C on the back. I'm like, because it's disgusting. Like there's right. probably like it got closed down for health reasons. Right. <laughs> I think my mm-hmm. favorite buddy moment. Is probably when they are... Oh, man. I have two favorite buddy moments. So, my first one is when Spider-Man or Peter B. Parker is telling Miles how he's going to break in. And Mm. he's like, I'm going to find the lead scientist. And Miles is like, oh, it's that woman. I watched a documentary about it. And he's like... (laughs) And then Peter B. Parker is like, and now I'm going to re-examine my personal biases. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I really love that because... And I'm going to talk about this later in my theme. I feel like the real theme for this movie was no expectations. Like, mm. whatever your expectation for what Spider-Man is, for what superheroes should mm-hmm. be, for what mm-hmm. what this mm-hmm. story should look like, for what supervillains mm-hmm. should look like, mm-hmm. get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. examine your personal biases. Mm-hmm. Re-examine them and see mm-hmm. where they are and why mm-hmm. you feel this gut-wrenching, like, oh, this isn't how it should be. Mm-hmm. Peter Parker should not, Peter B. Parker should not be fat. Mm. Like, re-examine that and Mm -hmm. see why you feel that way. Mm -hmm. I think it's a super deep movie. But I really like that part. Mm -hmm. And when when Miles is wearing the cape. And he's like, (laughs) Spider-Man doesn't wear a cape. (laughs) (laughs) And then I think lastly is when they... Peter B. Parker is really proud of Miles at the very end when Miles comes back and he's like coming to his own. Yeah. And he's like, I'm so proud of you, buddy. It's like, wait, do I want kids? Because <laughs> <laughs> he keeps, he has kind of these moments where he'll just, he'll say inside thoughts outside. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh. Uh, I think that was really good. Mm. Yeah, like, I, I like, I like the fact that that relationship develops between Miles and Peter B. Parker. I like that Peter B. Parker is in that space where he is, he wants to learn. He mm-hmm. wants to learn. He's like, oh, I'm going to have to re-examine my biases. But <laughs> even though even though he says it in a goofy way, I think there's just so much mm. truth to that. Mm-hmm. And I think he is that kind of character. He represents for me, like, you know, like I said, he's real. Mm-hmm. But he's also learning. Yeah. And I think I like that. And you see that even at, towards the end, he learns a valuable lesson in saying, oh, there's nothing to be afraid of. Yeah. Just take the leap. Just yeah. do it. You know, because he... He loses Jane because he doesn't want to have kids. He doesn't want to have that commitment, right? Yeah. And he then finds that courage to say, "You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make that commitment." Yeah. Yeah. Did you have a favorite villain in this movie? There were a lot. Yeah. Who's your favorite? I love Prowler. Like I, I thought he's cool. He's this, like Mahershala Ali. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yes. You know, he's yes. like, it's... And you could see him. <laughs> like, you could see Maharshala Ali in the character. You can see him. Like, yeah. I could feel him. I could feel his emotion. Like, mm. I have so many feelings about Prowler, but yes. I want to let you Yes. Know. And and I think that's that's just the beautiful thing about, about Maharshala Ali. Like, he he's so good at it. Our he, new blade. Like, <laughs> right. Our new blade. I, I like to imagine him, like, walking out of that, like the like, the final recording and him like walking and going, 
hey, let's just do Blade. And like, yes, let's do it. And everybody, everybody <laughs> bows down and they say yes. Yeah, they bow. They all bow down and they're like, you are king. You are king. Our king you is are here. King. <laughs> because I, I think that I think that it's it's beautiful. Like the way he represented the character. This this his voice is phenomenal. Mm-hmm through even his that all of that it was like you could feel the emotion and the death scene was amazing mm. amazing like the, like his interaction with miles there like i was mm-hmm. like flip like it's so good and i think mm. i i i really like that i really like that yeah uh fun fact about his death scene mm-hmm. he delivered the line so well and with so much more emotion than what the animators had thought they had mm. already storyboarded it and started like mm. the rough animation of that scene wow and he read the lines and they ended up cutting all of it and <laughs> reanimating it because his performance was so much better than the way that they had animated it mm. that they mm. were like we need to redo that well wow, so they cut the animation and yeah. he did it. Yeah. Just because, to match his voice. Yes. Well, I mean, they normally kind of do that. Mm. To Like, there is a lot of... With animation, there's a lot of play between the how voice. actors mm. give the lines and then yeah, what they do. Yeah, yeah, But the original, I think, focused mostly on Miles' face. Mm. But that scene, he gave so much depth and so much just, like, amazing mm. acting mm. that they slowed the scene down a lot. Wow. For his death scene. They, like, slowed mm. it down. They focused on him a lot more. Mm. I mm. was like, mm. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It's it's crazy, like, giving such, like, it's a, he's a rich character. Yeah, he really, and, and, they gave you know, him a lot. On, yeah, and honestly, he doesn't have a ton of screen time. He doesn't have a ton of screen time. You know, time. and I think I, I like that he used that well. And, mm-hmm. and side note, I'm very excited for Blade. Can't <laughs> wait to see. What comes out of it? Loved Wesley Snipes. Brilliant. But I'm excited for this. <laughs> Little side note. <laughs> Little side note. Yeah. And the other thing that I think they did really well was... You're right. Prowler didn't have a ton. Uncle Aaron slash Prowler didn't have a ton of screen time. Mm. But just in the way that Miles interacts with him in the beginning. And mm. then even the fact that it's like his... Life mm-hmm. is going crazy. He's been bit by the spider. He doesn't mm-hmm. know what's going on. Who's he calling? He's trying to call Uncle Aaron. He's trying yeah. to call Uncle Aaron. Yeah. And then even when Miles' dad is trying to get trying to get Miles on the phone, who's he calling? He's calling Aaron to mm. try to be like, hey, I can't get him. You know that Miles loves you. So I think that like creates yeah. even more of like a yeah. bond with us with yeah. Uncle Aaron. Mm. And yeah, you, you know, Miles is a pretty hardcore origin story. Yeah, <laughs> this, is, this is a pretty hardcore origin story. <laughs> I just love that, like those, like out of like, it uh, almost feels like is kind of like they're bre- breaking the fourth wall, but like they're not at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would say that my favorite villain is definitely Doc Ock. Yeah, I love. Yeah. Yeah. Her. I loved her as Olivia. Like, I just uh-huh. loved her. First of all, I think the actress they picked was perfect. Mm. She is such an interesting actress because she can play comedy. She can play a villain. She can play in dramas. I really, really love her. You mean Catherine Han? Yes, Catherine Han. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah, she did I great. think that she brought a depth to this character because mm. 
A, they wanted to shock us mm. by having this scientist, this nerdy scientist, be mm. a villain. But mm. even just the way that Doc Ock is usually portrayed, mm. he's portrayed, you know, he's got these metal tentacles coming off of him. Mm. He's very manly, trench coat. He's mm. he's a big guy, usually. Like, yeah. He's often seen as big. And they kept her petite and mm. nerdy and mm. all of those things, yet she was also incredibly menacing. When mm. she delivered the line to Peter B. Parker, yeah, and she was like, you're going to have cellular decay, and that's going to be incredibly painful. And I cannot wait to see it. Yeah. Like, yeah. that line was so menacing and yeah. so scary. I was like... That was an amazing performance. That was an amazing it, it, performance. Like, it, it was, it was, it was not just menacing, but it was um, like uh, twisted. Like, like, like it's almost like this curiosity with mm-hmm. death and with you know with with Torture pain. Almost. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like a curiosity with with bad things. Like you know, and I, and I was like, wow, like she she did that great. That was really good. And 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 you're right. Like she definitely. I the twist mm-hmm. really was great for this particular movie mm-hmm. changing her cha- like saying hey we're gonna do gender gender swap and we're gonna have her even her saying oh my friends call me olivia i Liv. thought that was my oh, my friends call me Liv. sorry that's my favorite line <laughs> like like i that i think just added this texture to this villain and to the movie each character the changes they made were enough or even the new characters they mm-hmm. added created such a balance by the time that I mean for me by the time I came around you know and understood the movie I actually just enjoy it as a whole and I, th- I thought it was great yeah and going to what you said the that line is one of my favorite lines that she says where she's like my friends call me Liv my enemies call me Dog Ock. yeah I love that part because it is yeah. such like a cliche mm-hmm. that the villain is always like my friends call me Doc Ock. It's like, no, they don't. Your friends call you by your normal name. <laughs> like, right. I like that they gave her, like, almost mm-hmm. that sense of, like, no, I have friends and I have enemies. Right. You know? Right. And I really liked her, her mm. like, Doc Ock apparatus. How it was, it felt more feminine, but it was also still very strong. Mm. Like, she literally rips a tree in half. Yeah. When she's chasing down the three yeah. spider people. Yeah. Like, she literally rips it down. Mm. So mm-hmm. she's still incredibly strong and incredibly, yes. like, menacing. But yes. they left her in this nice, like, petite body. Mm. And she still felt feminine. But mm. at the same time, like, she was a force to be reckoned with. Like, yes. Yes. So she was definitely yes. my favorite. Yeah, it's interesting with villains. Like, I like... I like to imagine villains just walking around being a villain with everything they do. Mm. You know, I'm like, oh, you're friends. You know, I like, I started picturing her going out for wine and yeah. for like dinner with her friends and just hanging out. And I was like, yeah, villains do have lives. You yeah. know, like they have bad plans for the world, but they have lives too. Like, you know, well, even Aunt May, <laughs> like when they're all at Aunt May's house and she comes in and Aunt May's like, oh, great, it's Liv. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Like she knows her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought that was really interesting. Um, and the other thing that I thought was really interesting, and I was watching some of the behind-the-scenes stuff for mm. Endgame, and the actress who plays the Wasp was talking about this. She was saying that there has been this thing in Hollywood for a long time where female characters who mm. are strong fighters mm. were made to fight like men instead of fighting like how a strong female would fight. 
So they almost mm. so lately you've been really seeing this thing, especially in Endgame, where you see all of the all the female superheroes coming together. Here you have you've got Spider Gwen, you've got mm. Doc Doc Ock, who are both female, and they're fighting in a very feminine way, yet yeah. a very strong way. Yes. So it's it's a different fighting style, and it's mm. not any less strong than how men mm. fight. Yeah. But it's different. It's a very yeah. different style. And I like that they brought that into this movie because mm. I think that that's something that we should be addressing as like a social bias, you mm. know, mm-hmm. how our characters are fighting on screen. They're going to fight differently. Mm. They are. And I think it's, it's also strategic. It's like, yeah. it's like the way you would see, you know, like, you know, the way you'd see someone like the rock fight, yeah. you know, Dwayne Johnson, the way you see him fighting is very different than the way I'd see Jackie Chan fight. Yes. You know, just, yeah, that's because, true. just because of the way they are, you know, and, yeah. and I think, I think even if they were using the same fighting style, the strategically, they want to move a certain way mm-hmm. that supports who they are. I like, yeah. like physically, yep. how physically. they, how they are built. Mm. And I think that is, that is so important to portray in, in movies where it's like, Hey, like, you know, the way a woman would fight is is different not not less powerful yeah. you know not less powerful but it's just as powerful but it's just different different mm-hmm. style just that comes with how you know women are built yeah yeah so something that like kind of bugged me the whole movie though mm. <laughs> is that fisk has this whole plan right yeah that he's gonna bring vanessa and his son mm. to this dimension yeah but Doc Ock knows that there's going to be, like, cellular decay. Mm. So, wouldn't bringing them to this dimension make them fall apart? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Did you think about that? Maybe they had a way to deal with that. Maybe they were just like, we'll figure it out when they Right, I think so. I think so. I think Fisk was like, you're going to figure it out. You're going to, like, bring Vanessa. You have 24 hours. (laughs) (laughs) Right, bring Vanessa. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and Fisk is kind of out of his mind a little bit, you That's know. That's true. He's kind of out of out of his mind, and you know, he 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 misses his Vanessa and his son, and mm. he wants he wants to grab the other one. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like I'm like, aren't you taking that Vanessa from another Fisk? <laughs> <laughs> well, are you guys gonna have a problem? But like, I think, I think <laughs> but but it's um, yeah, it's interesting. It's like. Also, villains don't really care for each other, you know? That's They're true. just like, hey, whatever, you want it open, okay. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking about that before. Yeah. I think I wanted to talk a little bit about, like, the dad-Miles relationship, because mm. I think that that is really mm-hmm. integral to the story of, like, Miles becoming who he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I think that, like, a big part of Miles's story is wanting to like live up to his dad's expectations Mm. and what that looks like and clearly throughout the movie we see that his dad is a police officer and he feels like spider-man can get away with whatever he wants because he's like Mm. (laughs) you Mm. know (laughs) what's he say with great he's like with great accountability comes great accountability (laughs) so he sees him as a vigilante you know and i i mean i get that but i think with the death of uncle aaron i Mm. think it makes his dad realized like hey i drifted apart from my brother and I, we used to be super tight and now 
you know, mm. he's dead and I'm never going to be able to rebuild that relationship. And I think mm. he doesn't want that to happen to Miles. And mm. he can tell something's happening with Miles because Miles mm. hasn't, like, returned his phone calls, like, the yeah. whole movie, basically. Yeah. And he was weird. You know, he showed up at the house when he was supposed to be at school mm. and he slept in his own bed and all that. Mm. So I think he can tell something's going on. And yeah. I think one of the most moving moments for me was when Miles is, like, tied up in the bedroom. Yeah. And his dad's like, you know... I see a spark in you and like, it's your spark. You choose what you want to do with it. Mm. And I'm going to support that. And I know you'll do great. Mm. And I just, I really loved that moment Mm. because I think it was like such great recognition of like, you can't control your kids. Mm. You know, you can do your best to support them and Mm. like help them believe what you want to believe and whatever. Mm. But I think that that moment, Mm allowed miles to come into his own because yes, i think yes. he wanted to do yes you know he wanted to make his dad proud mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah definitely that relationship is is very it's very common you know where yeah. parents have high expectations of their kids and miles is going to private school now and yeah. he got moved in which he hates he hates yeah. the fact that he has to go to a private school and he he I think he, I I feel like his dad is trying to distance himself mm. from certain things in his past mm-hmm. that I think Miles is longing for. His why Miles goes to his uncle and yeah, and, but his dad is like yeah, like Uncle Aaron was like yeah, me and your dad used to hang out and do this stuff yeah, you know <laughs> and and realizing that you know something happened that like they they don't tell us but something happened that causes. Miles' dad to distance himself from from Uncle Aaron and mm-hmm. from that life, and also try and pull Miles away from it, you mm-hmm. know, by getting him to a private school and having all these expectations of mm-hmm. him. And but it's a common thing where you know parents will want to, you know, move their kids along, you yeah. know, and 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 you, you see that in one way or another, not not in the the not drastically all the time, mm-hmm. but they sometimes these saddle things that sometimes as parents parents experience those things you mm. know and i don't understand it because we're not parents <laughs> but <laughs> we're not parents <laughs> we're not parents but but it's understandable like when i've seen my parents you know mm-hmm. when they would push us in a certain direction which is moving away from something that's in their past mm. you know and i think that's um human yeah, well, I think, like, you want to give your kids a better future, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know, like, my mom was always like, you guys are going to college because, like, I didn't have the chance to go to college. Like, mm-hmm. my family didn't have the money to go to college. Mm-hmm. So, like, I didn't go. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you mm-hmm. can make a lot more money than I can make if you have a college education. Yeah. And having yeah. that, like, really increases yeah. that mm-hmm. that chance. True. So it's like, I do, I see that. And I think that that's where his dad was going. You know, Mm. his dad's a police officer now. He's like, I need to do everything right. Mm. Even like in the beginning scene when he picks up Miles and he's like, he's like at the stop. He's at the red light. And Miles is like, don't cops run red lights? And he's like, some do, but not me. Like he really (laughs) is a rule keeper now. Yeah. Rule keeper. Yeah. So something that I was wondering Mm. is. Do you think that Miles' dad knew that Aaron was Prowler? Because he does not seem surprised when he sees Aaron dead in the Prowler outfit. <laughs> like, he's not surprised at all. Yeah, that might be it. 
I you know? wonder if he knew. Yeah, that that really might be it. Might be, but wouldn't he be more like harsh with Miles? Like, I mean, like I'm tr- I'm trying to think if he even knew the Miles, like if they were hanging out. You know, like I, I'm trying to, you know, like I like we don't know what he knows. Really, yeah. we can only speculate. I I don't think he knew. I think that. But he, I think he knew the direction that Aaron was going in. Mm, so in it's like not surprising. Like, like crime. Like, you know, it's like, mm. oh, okay, this guy is suddenly hanging out with these shady characters, mm-hmm. you know. But without actual evidence that, oh, wow, this guy is actually a crazy killing criminal. Yeah. You know, and, and I, think, I think that if he knew, like, he would have been like crazy, like crazy with. He wouldn't have called Let Aaron. Him. Like, yeah, yeah. he would have been like sort of like, or the storytellers would have given us very like sharp moments where he actually goes like, do not hang with him. Yeah. Forbidden. That sort of thing, you know? Like, and, mm. but we never experienced that. So I doubt that he actually knew. But maybe he suspected. He suspected that he was in the wrong circles. You know how yeah. it is? Like, people say, oh, like yeah. that guy hangs in the wrong circles. It's kind of different from being like, doing. no, you're yeah. the like, you're the you're circle. You're the, you're, you're like, the epicenter of that circle, mm-hmm. you know, and um, yeah. Mm, interesting. I was also wondering: Do you think that at the very end, Miles, when he's in his like costume, he he hugs his dad mm. at the end? Yeah. Do you think? That his dad, like, kind of suspected that maybe that absolutely. was Absolutely, absolutely. Because he also says, I love you. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think he absolutely suspected, you know. And, you know, if they do a second one, we'll see. We'll see, like, we'll see what it is. But mm. I, I am 100% convinced that he knows. Mm. Or he really, really suspects and he's kind of, he's so it's close. He's going to be like, mm. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the only... Two things that I want to talk about before mm. we move on. Mm-hmm. Um, I really wanted to talk about Miles's powers. I really like the powers that they gave him. I like that he yeah. can turn invisible, and I like that he's got. I think they call it Venom Strike, how he can mm. like electrocute people. Mm. That I thought was a really interesting mm. like twist on Spider Man because mm. he mm. like actually has real powers. Yeah, yeah, they gave him extra. They beefed him up yeah. a bit more. I like that. That's cool. I, I, I think they they were kind of going like, okay, this this Spider Man is they you know, let's 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 pimp him up. Let's make him mm-hmm. better, you know. And I think I like the fact that they did that, mm-hmm. you know, with him and just been like, bam. Mm. Yeah. And I just I do love the scene though when <laughs> when they're <laughs> in <laughs> I love the scene when they're in Spider-Man's, like, bunker mm. thing. And they're like, he can shock people. And he's like, not on command. Not on command. <laughs> <laughs> not on command. He can turn invisible. Not on command. Not, not on, on command. command. <laughs> but he can do it. I've seen it. <laughs> he's really trying to sell Miles. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the other visual things that I really wanted to point out that I loved mm. from this movie is... The original time that Miles goes in and he looks at the, he goes and he looks at all the Spider-Man costumes and he's so mm. small in mm. comparison. Yeah. And like just the visual of like, I can't fill those shoes. Like, mm. I can't be that person. And then when he goes back after he, after his dad has done the speech, he mm. goes back, he 
looks in it and his face is right where the mask is. He's mm. like, I think visually that like shows like that kind of coming of age, like, no, yeah. like I can do this now. Yeah. And yeah. I think him getting to spray paint the costume mm. and getting to like make it his own. Mm-hmm. I think that really showed like, yeah, I'm Spider-Man. I'm wearing the suit, mm. but like I'm a different Spider-Man. Yes. And even Aunt May being like, I made the, I made these and mm-hmm. they fit you perfectly. Like, yes. Those concepts of like, see, it fits you perfectly. This mm-hmm. is for you. This is for you. Wow, that's it's so good. And I think that that's such a great picture image of mm-hmm. you creating your own, like making things your own. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I think I'm a musician, and and one of the biggest pressures that we have is to like make your sound fit with someone else's sound. Mm-hmm. Because what happens a lot of times is that you're you're creating something, and you're like you're like people. People love this. This is what they're kind of, you know, Ariana Grande has a certain style that she does. And people love Ariana Grande. I need to make my music sound the exact same way. And I feel like that sort of pressure is too much. And I think that it's finding yourself and being able to say, this is me. I'm going to take this concept of music, which is, you know, universal and make it my own. And, and I feel like, that moment was so inspirational for me. Where he's, he's like, he's he's like saying, "I'm gonna spray paint this and and make it my own mm-hmm. image, you know, and make it my own, my own thing." And mm-hmm. I also like how, for me, it kind of reminds me of Spider-Man um, when he gets, you know, meets Venom <laughs> in with <laughs> with Tobey Maguire, like, yeah. and he has that black suit. Yeah, it was kind of reminiscent of that. But um, yeah, I loved it. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I was four years old, it was the first time that I saw Jurassic Park. I was not supposed to be watching Jurassic Park. I was literally hiding under the table watching as my parents were watching it. I was supposed to be in bed, but I was watching and I was so in awe of just science fiction and how these dreams could come to life. That was when I first fell in love with just movies and the impact that they could have. Seeing Dr. Ellie defeat raptors was amazing. (laughs) This impact that movies can have really led Shalom and I to starting this podcast because there are everyday consequences and just contributions that movies can have on society and our life and what they're speaking to. This is why we started Almost Nerdy Podcast. And now you can become a supporter and support this podcast with small monthly donations that help us sustain these episodes and allow us to grow it further. There are three different options. We have a link in our bio. If you could please consider donating to us, even the smallest donations make a difference. Thanks, guys. I feel like there are so many things you could pull from this movie. It's, mm-hmm. it's a really deep movie. There's a lot going on. I feel like we didn't even like talk about every single part of the movie. Yeah. But, it, you know, it's hard to because there's so much. <laughs> so, as I said earlier, my theme is no expectations. Mm. Because I feel like that was the whole movie. The mm. whole movie was basically... Miles felt like there were so many expectations on him. He's at a school that he doesn't want to be at. Like mm. his dad, he feel like feels like he want 
to be someone that he's not. And I feel mm. like it was full of these little moments where, like, mm. you would expect one thing and then something else would happen. Yeah. Some of my favorites are when yeah. Miles is running around putting the stickers on everything. Mm. And he trips mm. into the street and, and, like, a cop car pulls up. And then yeah. you see him in the yeah. back. Yeah. And you're like, oh, classic story. Black kid, he's like 12, gets put into a cop car mm. for just slapping <laughs> stickers on stuff. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, it's his dad. Okay, never mind. <laughs> so, like, in just moments like that, I feel like mm. even in, like, these, like, low-key moments like that, mm. it was just, like, expectation after expectation yeah. getting, yeah. like, blown out of the water. Doc mm. Ock mm. changed to a woman. We've got mm. Spider-Gwen was the strongest of all mm. of them. Yeah. And then you've got Peter B. Parker, who is the character that we probably all know the best. Peter Parker. Yeah. He's, like, the worst. <laughs> you know? Oh, my gosh. He's basically comic relief the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You expect someone who gets superpowers mm-hmm. to be, like, who to want it. You know? Mm-hmm. And Miles doesn't. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. He just wants to be a normal kid. Yeah. And you don't often see that until a character has kind of been that for a while. Yeah. You'll see them yeah. be like, I embrace my superhero-ness. Yeah. And then after they've yeah. been doing it a couple years, they're like, I'm tired. I just want to be a normal person. Yeah. And this was a little bit of a flip-flop of like, mm. no, I don't want this at all. Mm. Even when Miles gets bit by the spider, mm. you expect this big epic like moment mm. like, whoa, spider powers. <laughs> and, but no. <laughs> no, it's he just slaps it instead. <laughs> so yeah. I think a lot of those moments they really played on that like no expectations. Yes. And I liked I really liked that a lot. Mm-hmm. Because you have those lower level things, mm. and then you have those deeper things. And again, like I said this earlier, but one of my deep, my favorite deeper level things was like, oh, I need to reexamine my, you know, my biases that I have. Mm. And I think that that is really kind of where we're going in society right now. Is I think that we're really being awoken to the to the different biases that we have. Mm. Whether mm. it's, like, the idea of there being lots of spider people or mm. whether it's this character is female now. Mm. Even in Eternals, which is coming out next year in the MCU, they the one character, um, the Eternals was supposed to be mostly men and they felt like that wasn't good. So mm. they actually gender swapped one of those characters. Yes. So they were like, no, we're not doing that. Mm. You know, mm. I just feel like there's a lot of that going on right now where... We've always seen one thing, and now wow. we're getting these different stories mm. from different perspectives and different mm. groups. And mm. I think that it's, you know, no expectations. Like, yeah. <laughs> we need to be ready to yeah. really see where our expectations are. And then when you have those expectations, why are you having those expectations? Like, wow. reexamining what wow. those expectations mean. Wow. Well, and being honest with yourself, I think I think it's so important to say, like, hey, I was expecting it to look like this because, mm-hmm. you know, a good example is Lion King and how they redid it. And a lot of people were upset about it. Mm-hmm. And what I appreciated was people being honest and saying, like, he doesn't look like the one I grew up with. Mm-hmm. And, and it just shows how powerful sometimes, like, you know, life experiences can actually be... The very thing that almost 
tethers us to expectation mm. and, and causes us to be like, this is how I expect things to come out and to look like mm. because this is how I grew up. This is how I was raised. This is how, you know, and, and, and now we're living in a world where, <laughs> where a lot of people are being challenged for those things where it's yeah. like, hey, you do know like, that movie that you liked as a kid was sexist. Yeah. You don't know that cartoon that you liked as a, as a kid, racist. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like, oh, I feel like my life is falling apart. And I think that a, a healthy thing is to sometimes lose and to re-examine, be on being honest with yourself and be willing to say, hey, like I should be able to drop this, put this down and pick up new expectations mm. or rather have no expectations, right? And and be able to say, hey, let me just enjoy this. Yeah. Let me just have fun with it. Let me, oh wow, like, so it's a black Spider-Man, like with, mm -hmm. with like, like who's got like electrical powers. He can make himself invisible. Oh my yeah. gosh, that's cool. Oh, oh, Doc Ogg is like, it's a girl now. Oh, cool. Awesome. And just enjoying it and going with it. And for me, like, yeah, like, I'm prime example. Like, it's like, I was like, why the heck is Fisk running on top of trains? You know? <laughs> and, and for me, that was, for me to be honest, that was the most annoying thing. That I, that that really set me off. So that set me off. I was like, no, 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 no. You know, and and a lot of it, like, yeah, like, I was tied to my expectations. Like, mm -hmm. like this is what I expect to see. This is like who I expect Fisk to be, and that other character to be, and and I missed out the first time to like on enjoying the movie, mm. and and I think that sometimes we miss out on life and enjoying life. Because we've got all these expectations that cause us to be stressed out and to not experience new things. Mm. Yeah. I have one more expe expectation that I wanted to say earlier, but I <laughs> yeah. forgot about it and I just remembered it. I really love the moment when, at the very end fight scene, mm -hmm. Miles is talking to Peter B. Parker and he's like, he's like, you got to go home, man. You know? You, yeah. And I think that you don't expect a kid... To, like, basically tell, like, late 30s, early 40s, <laughs> like, to teach them something, you know? But mm. I think that Peter B. Parker did learn a lot from Miles. Mm. Like, A, he learned that he liked kids more than he thought he did. Yeah. Like, I yeah. think he learned that he's not as big of a hot mess as he thought he was. Mm. That he does have that capability of teaching and learning and, like, all of those things mm. still inside of him. Mm -hmm. He was just in a rough patch. Yeah. And then I really like that at the end... You get mm. to see everybody back in their dimensions, and mm -hmm. and Peter's walking up to the door to see Mary Jane, and he's yeah. got his flowers, and he's like apologizing, you know. Yeah, I think that that was that was not expected. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't true. leave him. They didn't leave this like comic character on like a bad note. Like he he got his redemption, mm -hmm. which I really liked, yes. and I don't think that you would expect that to come from Miles. Yes, from the kid. Yeah. I'm yeah. done with my no expectations. That's really good. No, I, like <laughs> I just that. really liked it. I thought yeah. it was beautiful. That's really cool. That's really cool. All right. We're going to wrap this up. Yes, we are. Guys, we are having so much fun. Yes, so we are. next week we're doing Jamanji. Jamanji. I don't know why I say it that way, but. <laughs> but we are still in <laughs> Spider Man mode because we're going to do Spider Man Far From Home. Yes. We are going back to the movie house. Oh my gosh. I'm so and excited. we are watching Spider Man Far From Home. And it's going to be. Awesome. I really love going to the movies. It's like my favorite thing. Yeah, me too. With popcorn and Sprite. <laughs> we always get Sprite. <laughs> <laughs> so we are going back to the movies. Uh, we're having a great time. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So thank you so much for joining us on this nerdy journey. We'll see you next week.